When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The size of the disconnect between audiences and executives and studios in the entertainment industry is massive. I'm George Edelman, host of the No Film School podcast, and I care deeply about this topic. And my guest today on the podcast is Paul Scanlon, founder and CEO, co-founder and CEO of Legion M. And Legion M is all about eliminating that gap and getting audiences, fans, and people like us closer to the content, the movies, the whatever we watch that we want to see. It's not about eliminating gatekeepers. It's not about completely revolutionizing the process. It's about being disruptive in an important and meaningful way, challenging the way things are done and finding a new way to create things that people really want. Because that's the point anyway, right? I'll let Paul take it over. If you know about Legion M, you're already probably excited about this because you're going to find out a lot more. If you've never heard of Legion M and you're just learning now, get ready because this is one of the coolest developments we've had really in the industry in a very long time. Here we go. Paul Scanlon, Legion M. All right. So this is this is cool because we rarely have somebody like you on the podcast. Usually we're talking to people who are directly behind the camera on a specific project, um, not like a slate Cooler or people. built. <laughs> I don't know about that. See, yeah. I think in a lot of ways, having you is going to be, there's, there's all kinds of stuff I want to know about. I guess for those who have no clue or have only heard of it, tell me, tell us, give us a quick briefing on Legion M the original, the mission and just the vision. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it occupies a truly unique space, but I think something that will emerge in a larger sense in the future. Awesome. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. So we're, we're Legion M and, you know, the way we describe it is we are literally the world's first fan owned entertainment company. And what that means is we're uniting entertainment fans from all around the world to co-own our own entertainment company. Think of it as like a production company on its way to being a studio. And the whole idea is that, you know, entertainment fans it can be people that work in the industry. It can be people that are just admirers and audiences and, you know, love this industry. But the whole idea is that together, you know, we're the ones that fuel the entire business, right? We buy the tickets, we pay the subscriptions, we choose what to watch. But historically, there's never been a place for, you know, fans or an opportunity for fans to come together as a community and have a voice in what content gets made in Hollywood. And we felt like, you know, 
now is the time to do it. And so, you know, the idea is to uh, unite a vibrant and engaged community into our shareholder base. And, you know, with that community and listening to that community to produce wildly original and breakthrough programming. It could be movies, TV series. You know, we've got one VR project that we've been experimenting with. And uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been a really interesting experiment. There's so many things to follow up on. <laughs> like, There's so many things I, that, that I feel like specific things to know more about or that are interesting about it. But on the, uh, just off the top, where did it, where was the genesis? Like, where were you and, and the co and co-founders when you were like, this is a cool thing to try to do. Let's try to do this. And here's how we're going to start. Like, here's step one, you know, cause it yeah, seems like such a big, it's such a cool concept that I feel like a lot of people might have that sort of inkling of like doing something like this, but what was like the first step to doing it? And, and where were you when that came to you? Yeah, sure. So, you know, my co-founder, Jeff Anderson, uh, he and I are, are, we're, I guess, what you'd call serial entrepreneurs. You know, we love starting new companies and we brainstorm a lot of ideas and, you know, we're not afraid to just try things. You know, one of our first companies was one of the earliest streaming companies. We put TV on cell phones way before anyone, way before TV belonged on cell phones. Let's put it that way. We ended up you know, getting last out of a lot of meetings when back when we were proposing it, because people were like, wait, what? TV on like, we're talking about like the old Nokia's. Like yeah, the candy exactly. <laughs> the little like, they just barely had a color display. And, you know, no one was using their phone. Back then, it was really one of these things. It was, you know, it took a while to kind of break that habit of, oh, no, my phone is for making phone calls. That's all I use it for. Right. And we we're saying, well, yeah, but it can do a lot more. And in the future, it's going to be doing everything. And here's how we'll, we'll get there. And, you know, just people are, especially Hollywood is, as an industry, weirdly, it's kind of reluctant to change. So we had a lot of resistance, but ultimately, you know, you fast forward 20 plus years and, you know, streaming is, you know, it's, it's one of the most predominant forms of consuming content. And, you know, we were predicting that back then, but it was, uh, and today, you know, we, so we, we were kind of a technology company and technology entrepreneurs that were experimenting around the entertainment space. I actually do have a film school degree. I should probably not nice. tell you that, but oh, well, that's I, have okay. an, I have a radio <laughs> TV us, and film do. degree <laughs> from University of Wisconsin in Madison. So I'm, I'm not exactly an insider <laughs> in Hollywood. Like I sure. like to maintain an outsider's perspective, like truly. I like, you know, I love Hollywood. We love Hollywood as a, as an industry and we love the, the creative process, but we're always looking at it from kind of an outsider's perspective. And this was something that my co-founder and I had been talking about, even in the early days of Moby TV was the name of that company. And that's how we got this Emmy back here. We ended up winning an Emmy from uh, the television Academy for innovating and doing all this stuff. And that company was really successful, but with this one, you know, we had been talking about doing something similar, but what we realized is that up until 2016, you legally weren't allowed to do it. So a lot of people tell us like, oh, wow, that's such a great idea. How come no one's ever done that before? Even Stan Lee, when we told Stan about our business model, he said, wow, it's such an amazing idea. I only wish I had thought of it. And, you know, the truth is, I don't know that we can accept like that we created this idea. I think we were the, I'm sure many people thought of it in, in years past, but up until 2016, 
it wasn't allowed. Like truly, if you, you would have to take the company public to get, you know, people to invest. And, um, many people don't realize this. And Jeff, Jeff and I had a, a firsthand experience with our first company, Moby TV, that when you're raising capital as a startup, up until 2016, the only people legally allowed to invest in startups, according to our Securities and Exchange Commission, as a rule, are what they define as accredited investors, meaning they're essentially they're already rich. You know, they've, mm. they've got more than a million dollars in net assets to invest, not including their home, or they make over a certain salary for the last couple of years. And that is what we call like the wealthy elite. Traditionally, up until 2016, so if you think about it, for a long time, they were the only ones allowed to invest in startups. Everyone else could invest once the company went public. And that's why IPOs were so important for so long, because that was finally the time where the community, the, you know, the average investor could invest in, in companies that were still young and growing. But what happened is that industry matured, companies were going public much, much later. So the public investors didn't really have the, the opportunity to invest in high growth companies. They were getting cashed out when the venture capital and private equity were ready to kind of cash out of, of, of the companies. And so in 2012, there was an act that went before Congress. I'm probably going down a rabbit hole here, but it's important. No, it's fascinating. This. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2012, there was an act that went before Congress called the Jobs Act, and it was really to update these antiquated rules. So that, you know, in a, in a country that prides itself on being entrepreneurial, that the average investors can, can invest in, in, in those types of ventures. And, you know, we like to, so in 2012, the act was passed almost uni unanimously supported, by the way, by the right and the left, which is incredible. <laughs> but everyone really understood that this was a, a change that was long overdue. It took the SEC about four years to write the rules into. So Jeff and I were kind of, we had started another company that was doing something similar in the music space, but the rules weren't available. And then um, I was just getting ready to leave uh, Moby TV and moving back from London. Jeff and I were ready to team up again. And um, it just so happened that these rules were going to be passing so that we could do it. And literally on the eve of, the new, it's called equity crowdfunding rules being made available. Jeff and I were one of the, we were arguably probably the first company to file and the first company to go and do it. And we, you know, we saw it as kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know, to be the first and to go out there and do this. And, you know, we had no idea what would happen. I mean, we, you know, it was an experiment. We told everyone and we still continue to tell anyone considering an investment don't invest more than you can afford to lose because, you know, we're a startup in the entertainment space and, you know, statistically those odds are terrible, but it's like two of the most, <laughs> two of yeah, the most volatile things combined. If it was yeah, also exactly. a restaurant, maybe you could make yeah. it a little less. No, exactly. <laughs> it's like double jeopardy on all the risk factors. I mean, but, but at the same time, the entertainment industry is such a valuable valuable industry trillions of dollars are generated and if we can tap into that and if we're successful in the experiment work you know there's arguably a really good return on investment because you're investing in a starter startup uh you know we're in in the early stages of doing what we're doing are you so i was gonna say like where are you on the timeline 
now. We're in 2022. We're, well, we're we're and, six years in, so we're yeah. you know we're beyond the the test flight. You know, we're we yeah. definitely we're up in the air. We're probably at thirty thousand feet, and you know we're at we're we're reaching cruising altitude. You know, we've got a longer way to fall now. Is the way I always yeah. look at it. Uh, and there's a lot more at stake, but you know, we really feel like we've definitely proven that this model can fly and that it works and that our community is something that, that can come together and add value in a really, really creative and impactful way. And, you know, that's what we're most excited about is just, you know, when, when we first launched, it was kind of an experiment. Let's see what we can do and what this would be like. And today we're just so impressed and grateful to the community of people that took a chance on us and took a chance on this experiment and continue to, you know, come along for the ride because it's, you know, it just keeps getting better. Can you tell us how it works in the sense that say I am one of the people who wants to put my money into this and yep. be a part of it? How yep. does it, how does I, how do, how am I part of a structure, a power structure? How am I part of a process? Yep. What is the process? of yep. identifying, cultivating, green lighting, developing. Because the way we understand the entertainment industry is that there's so many gatekeepers yep. and so many singular dictatorial powers that are constantly rotating in musical chairs that yep. it's very hard for me to wrap my mind around outside of thinking of maybe like there's a Kickstarter hybrid where for certain prices you get certain input. But please break it down for us. Like how does average guy or girl get in? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this is, you know, this is one of the things that, that we, we kind of complained about in Hollywood is that the decisions are made by such a small group of people. And the industry, frankly, has always been that way. It's, you know, it was like in, in the initial early stages, they built this big wall between, you know, those who, who make the content and those who watch the content. And that's a wall that we wanted to break down. You know, we don't know that that wall is necessary to create great content. You know, we, we also, at the same time, we, we have a very strong opinion that you don't make great art by committee. So, mm. you know, when you're involved in Legion M and if you do decide to invest, you are getting involved, you'll have a voice in what types of content we produce and what kinds of things we get involved in. And you'll have an opportunity to get involved, but it's not like, the director gets notes from everybody in the community <laughs> or anything like that. You know, we really want to shield the creative team from that process, but where the community can add value. And I've got a whole bunch of examples where we've yeah. done that, where our, our directors and screenwriters or team will tap into the community for ideas and input, but, but to back up. So when you invest in Legion M, you're investing in a startup, you own shares in the company. The company itself is working on many different projects. In some cases, we're putting money into projects and, you know, and becoming an executive producer or negotiating what we think is a, is a worthwhile investment structure for something. In other cases, we're literally producing the project and bringing in the finance from other financiers. In some cases, we've literally bought content or bought the rights to content that we liked and then shared that with a distributor to monetize it. And so we're really, and you know, we have a lot of projects. Increasingly, we're doing a lot more development. So when we first started, you know, it was just a small team. We're still a small team. We want to keep our overhead really light. 
but when you invest, so you're owning shares, our goal and our, you know, promise to our shareholders is that we're going to try to make those shares worth more money. And by doing that, we're going to get involved in more projects. We're going to get negotiate the best deals that we can. We're going to try to earn money and that money's going to come back in so we can do more projects and earn more money. And, you know, and we also, you know, it is, it's very much a business. You know, we see it as a business, but we also want to have an impact. So we have projects that, you know, can have, uh, and, and a lot of that comes from our community. So, you know, investors in, in Legion M, they own the company. They literally own the company at some point in time in the future. And we don't make any promises about this, but our, you know, our goal is to take the company public, you know, and, and create the next Lionsgate. And if, all of our earliest investors own those shares, you know, they're going to do really well. But at the same time, we always warn everyone, like, don't count on that. This isn't like, yeah. you know, investing in Apple is different than investing in Legion M. You know, you invest less money, but the returns could be, could be much higher. Now, the process by which we're choosing projects, you know, we have a number of different tools. You know, we've grown the company and we've built the company almost like a platform where our community has access to give us their opinions. We have something called impulse where we'll put things out. Sometimes it might be, hey, we have this project opportunity to get involved in uh, in a movie with, you know, these types of things and we'll get their opinion on it. In other cases, it might not be exactly like that. It might be more, hey, if we could work with anyone in Hollywood, who do you want to work with? Or what genres do you want to see us get involved in next? We're doing a true crime thriller because our community you know, like that. We work with Kevin Smith because Kevin Smith was, you know, regularly at the top of the list for people that our community wanted to work with. And then, so that's kind of the decision. Like, you know, every decision we make doesn't come down to a vote from the community. You know, it's really data points and, and opinions. So we, you know, we know that it's not, it's not in our best interest to do projects that our community doesn't want. Right. So we sure, really, sure. we care. We care for two reasons. One, it's our promise to listen, and we really do want to listen. But even more importantly, we think it's smarter to make decisions that way, you know, that the community has insight. They have valuable insight that makes us better at choosing, you know, what projects we get involved in. So well, what's the point of breaking down that wall you talked about if you're not actually going to break exactly. it down? Exactly. Right? Yeah. No, it's true. It's 100% true. It's interesting, though, because when we started it, it was what everyone, you know, not everyone, but we had some detractors that would say, oh, I bet you never listened to us. And it's like, why? Why would we yeah. not know? Like, genuinely, and like, you know, we're probably on the annoying side with how how often we're reaching out and asking for opinions. But, you know, one of the things that we really love and, you know, I've, and there are people in our community that are very engaged and, you know, react and like giving us feedback on everything that we have other people that are like, yeah, every once in a while, you know, but they, for the most part are like, you guys just keep doing what you're doing. We love it. I'm supportive and I'm excited to see what, what's coming next. But the other area that I think is really, really cool, and it's deeply integrated into the value of, of Legion M is creating these experiences for our community and allowing them to get, even in the near term, before we've gone public and, you know, people can sell their stock, getting emotional ROI from, from mm. the company and being involved in something that's making a difference and the excitement and euphoria we have when our, you know, when our movie gets into Sundance or we're 
releasing it or we just cast a you know a, someone really big that we're all excited about we we share those wins together but we also will create unique opportunities like we just did this uh we have a movie nandor fodor and the talking mongoose with simon Pegg, which is going to be an amazing movie i can't wait we've seen the the rough cut of it now and but we had you know some of the opportunities we had people visit the set some of the people that visited the set are now in the movie um <laughs> we are we just put out a call to our community for for videos of their animals like their pets or any kind of animal any videos they have of of you know their pets making noises that kind of sound like uh people talking it's for a certain part of the movie we'll put you know the director chooses but you know and if he doesn't find anything that works in the movie he won't but if he does you know some of those clips will be uh will be used in the movie and our movie arch enemy starring joe manganiello the hero's car the hero's car that is featured in the movie is one of our investors cars and you know the way we looked at it is adam the the director was like well look i'm going to have to go out and rent a car you know i'm sure there are some people in your community have some badass cars you know let's let's see what they got and so we create a little site where people can upload the picture of their car and tell us when it's available and you know and then he chooses and for him it was this amazing experience because for Adam Egypt Mortimer, the the director, he feels like he landed on a way better car than he would have just going to the picture car and renting something. Sure, because it's really a unique car with a unique paint job and every it was super noir and really fit with Adam's vision for the film. The investor who owns that car, I mean, he feels like he won the lottery. I mean, he was so <laughs> happy he got to go to that every day. He was at the rap party. He's in the movie. He's now completely <laughs> changed his career. He was a mechanic. He was a mechanic. I mean, uh, and very talented mechanic and, you know, has multiple cars of, of his own, like, you know, restores sure. classic cars. Now he's a picture car mechanic and works on <laughs> set and is working with, you know, stunt crews around the world, around the country. And he's just, you know, he's, he's so, it's such a great example of something where, you know, it was just, you know, really nice experience. We, we say that having fun can be good business. Yeah. You know, this is the thing that the big question in my mind about it now, kind of understanding how it works and the dynamic, but the business side this, yeah. for this to be working, do you feel or get a sense that as you're, you're, you've made some movies, you're, you're, you have a lot in development Yeah. to me, the egg of this idea, the seed is that like, because you're breaking that wall down. You're going to actually make stuff that people respond to in a more significant way. It's not a guessing game. It's right. always been this black box of yep. just like, well, what do people in Kansas say is the old like, you know, joke. And then it's like, well, why don't you just like, you know, why don't you let them make the movie in a yeah. weird way? Like, why don't you yep. let them be involved? So you've done that. But I think the question is going to be, or for me is, how does the results, like once it hits does the it bigger popular, right, does it work? Yeah. Uh, and, and in what varying degrees? Cause obviously that's not a question that can be answered. Like, yes, we know officially it works or no, it doesn't. It's sort of like just to what degree and how do you refine it and tweak it? You know, yeah, totally. Yeah. So we have, we have another element of our platform that we call film scout. And this is probably one of the best examples where we've seen it, how it works really well. And film scout is like our, it's like fantasy sport for film buff, right? So you. We, we play it at a, at a festival. So this is for finished film. So this is, you know, when you're, when you're making a movie, it's, you know, there's a lot of variables. One variable is the type of content, 
you know, the talent and the cast and everything. And then, you know, and then, and then it's really up to the director and the team to deliver on that. And, you know, there's a lot of things that can, can happen in between. So you don't, even though we're getting the best input we have, you're never going to eliminate the scenario where, you know, something doesn't end up getting delivered. But in a finished film is one of the purest ways to evaluate this, right? Because now mm -hmm. you know, you know what mm -hmm. the end result is, right? And you've mm -hmm. got people evaluating it based on the descriptions and is this interesting? And then you've got people at the festival watching the movie. So instead of sending a couple of executives to Sundance or we just did this at Fantastic Fest, we'll be doing it again at South by, you know, instead of sending just a couple of executives and we're trying to watch as many movies as we can and figure out, okay, of all the movies at Sundance this year, what are the movies that are most likely to be successful? We've got a huge number of people participating in that process and we're right. generating data that is you know, so our ability, like when we go back and look at how does Film Scout work in predicting success, it's 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 a slam dunk. It's it is a very accurate prediction of Rotten Tomato scores and a very accurate prediction of you know the audience at large. The other thing that it does, so we have thousands of people playing Film Scout and voting on these films and. You know, all of that data is really informative to us. Even if we don't buy a film at that festival, knowing the data that comes out of it is really informative to us. But when we're developing get involved, other stuff to making decisions about content in general, right? Exactly, exactly. But the other key, really important element that we get is Film Scout is like fantasy football. It is a game. And <laughs> the goal is to do a better job of predicting what the overall outcome will be than anyone else does. So in our community, we have elite scouts, double elite scouts, triple elite scouts, people that have demonstrated the ability to accurately predict the outcome. And they're literally better at predicting the outcome than anyone else on, on the team. And so pulling them into, you know, our decisions. And so now, you know, we have all these elite scouts and they've earned their, you know, role. So even if we are looking at a film or a project, you know, or we, ha we have a movie in post-production right now, a couple, actually we have four movies in post-production, but as we're, as we're finalizing these movies, we will share a screener and early you know, rough cut with our elite Tops. scouts for their yeah. feedback because they know. And so it's, you know, it, it, there's just some really cool elements like that, that are, that are fun. And for those elite scouts, it's, you know, of course it's really, they're proud to be a part of that group, but then also, you know, it's really cool for them to get an advanced screening of the film. The, the genius of this is the democratization of what seems to be like this only, you know, like only Irving Thalberg, I know that's an old, old, old name, but like can know what's good. Like yeah. he's only, he knows what a good picture is. You know, it's like, no, there's fans out there who live, breathe, sleep, know, and, and yeah. they might, and there, and if you took enough of those elite fans and you train them, you're basically training them to get even better at it. A hundred And you're getting their advice instead of having some one dude in an office yeah. who's, like, who's like, what does he know? Like he knows what he likes, maybe. And he's trying to guess what the whole world likes. I yeah. just love everything about what you guys well, thank have done. You. No, like, it's really, you know what? 
because the other element of this that's like really cool is as it scales, it gets better and better, right? It only gets better as it scales. And our, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this yet, but our our goal is seeing I have one million entertainment fans together. So if you look at our logo, M with the bar over it, is the Roman numeral for one million. You know, if you and one of the interesting things about this, is we're better at making those decisions. And we also have this shareholder community as our built-in audience. You know, now all of a sudden we can make more creative decisions on what content gets made and deliver them almost as if they're a franchise with a built-in audience. But they're brand yeah. new. You know, I mean, yeah. Hollywood's yeah. kind of stuck on the on the built-in audience. And when you make, leave the decision-making to the you know, Wall Street, they'll just say, no, don't try anything new. Just keep, you know, retreading what you have because those are your sure things. It's the strangest dynamic. And you can see the disconnect between so many places of like what resources being misallocated. But, you know, there yesterday was announced uh, Steven Spielberg's making a bullet movie. Yep. And it's like, well, Steven Spielberg, you know, he's great. Bullet's great. I'm sure it'll be fun, whatever. But the point is like, how many people in the audience know what bullet is anymore? It's yeah. like they're kind of going off a pretty, that's a pretty like tiny slice right. of IP to go off. And I was kind of like, isn't it now kind of all mangled and backwards? Like, where is the, like, they're just like, well, it exists. It's IP. We should do it. It's like, but really? Are, like, <laughs> they're afraid. They're afraid of new things. You know, it's like people don't get fired, like retrying some approved model, you know? And right. I mean, it's at the core of what Legion M wants to address is this whole idea. You know, we love all the Star Wars and Marvel stuff. I mean, they're doing an amazing sure. job. Like, I'm, we're not sure. complaining about that. But imagine having a company with a built-in audience that is not confined to an existing franchise. It's just wide open. And we're actually going to our community to help us. They're helping us discover IP that could become the next franchise i mean we're we we have something we've talked about it we haven't introduced it yet we're going to be doing a reading club like a book club books and graphic novels yeah. uh we'll we'll also be reading ip i mean everyone is developing things from underlining ip right now and you know we want the opinions there as well it's just who knows it's the the principle of who knows better than the people themselves yeah. and giving yeah. the power and the voice to audiences and fans is uh it's yeah. a brilliant way to uh, disrupt and I think fix <laughs> because yeah. I think the model isn't going to work forever. It doesn't seem like it is. Well, it's funny. We use the word disrupt, you know, pretty regularly, but we're also careful with that word because disrupt sometimes can have a negative connotation. We really feel right. like what Legion M is reshaping an industry in a, in a value added way. You know, I think even the major studios would look at us and go, oh, wait, that would be awesome to be able to deliver new franchises and not be stuck just, you know, retreading the same stuff like, oh, that could be yes. cool, you know, disrupt so, and heal. It's like a it, healing disruption because yeah, I think exactly. that they would all benefit. Fans would benefit. We want good stuff. We want stuff that's new and exciting. We want things that. We want things that we want, right? <laughs> totally. And you know what we've learned is also the best creators out there also want the input. They they value the input. You know, like I said earlier, we, you know, we're, we're not making great art by committee. Like we're, we, right. we create a mechanism whereby the directors of our films have access to our community, but they're not obligated to like listen to any of it, right? Like we're, yeah. we stand behind <laughs> them 
in support yeah. of them unilaterally. But if there's anything we can do to help, like if you need a picture car or you need animals or you need cookies yeah. baked for the set, tell us because we will be there and we will do it. But also that the, the ground, the foundation was laid by that community and that group think so they're in the safe space to begin with. They don't have to worry about getting like notes. It's not about that. It's about having built something from the ground up. I mean, I, I love it. And I think it's a great thing that you guys are doing. I, I'm, I want to follow it and make sure there's more of it. (laughs) I think there should be more companies doing it. We love what you guys are doing as well. I mean, we think it's, it's amazing. And we, we really, you know, we embrace the, the entire industry, not just fans, but creators is like, you know, like when we're, Hiring people, you know, many of our productions are staffed by, you know, people in our, if we can hire people from within our community, we, we do so, you know, obviously depending on where we're shooting or whatever, there are limitations, but we do that as well. So just legionm.com is how people can read about and get involved. And maybe if they want to be a part of it, it's all in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. At legionm.com. And one, one important thing to add is there's no requirement to invest to get involved in Legion M. So you can join for free. And we do that for two reasons. One, investing is kind of, you know, it's not for everyone or, you know, we don't want people to feel like there's a paywall to get involved. You know, they can get involved, learn more about the company and what we're all about and what our projects are like and what the community is like. If they do decide to invest, you know, the minimum investment is $40. We just lowered it. It used to be 100 The average is about 400 right now, which is amazing. I mean, that's, you know, the, the ability we don't like you're a Bernie Sanders campaign right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how you democratize. Like, I mean, if we were just, if we had a handful of million dollar investors, we wouldn't really be accomplishing what we wanted to accomplish. But if you imagine at $400, if that remains the average, and we suspect it will be at a million investors, we'll have raised $400 million. It's plenty of money. We don't need any more money than that. You know, but it's $400 million to invest in developing and producing projects that have a million people emotionally and financially invested in them. You know, I mean, that's just, that would be incredible. It's a million movie tickets with what a movie costs these days. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've done the math that literally we could make movies and even if just our community went to it, we could make it work. And, you know, we know that won't be the case. So we'll, of course, break out of that. Yeah. It's like water in the desert, this concept in what yeah. the entertainment industry has become. So yeah. I, I'm, I love it. And I'm glad we had a chance to talk about it. So Awesome. Well, thank you for having us. Of course. And we'll be in touch because I want to keep checking in. I know you've been on in the past, but I want to kind of follow it as it goes. Because I think it's a really, as you no know, film school is all about emerging opportunities and the way the industry is changing. So this is, this is something we have to keep, keep tabs on. Perfect. Yeah, no, no, we love it. Thanks, Paul, for coming on the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I can't say enough times how exciting I think a development like this is and how these kinds of models that start to challenge the way things are done. I mean, let's be honest. Things are done a certain way because they've been done that way for a long time. It takes someone to challenge it and take risks and big swings to say, hey, why don't we try it a different way that maybe makes a little more sense to turn us around and get things moving in a better direction. So that's what, to me, Paul and Legion M are all about. 
No Film School is the name of the website. It's the name of the podcast. Please like, rate, and subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And be sure to stay tuned. It's 2023 and we have some extremely exciting news coming to all of you about what No Film School is offering in the new year. We're doing something new. We're doing something we're very excited about and we want you to be a part of it. So stay tuned on all our channels for all of that and more. Thanks so much for listening.